0: Support for this podcast comes from CityCast Denver. CityCast Denver is the daily local podcast that tackles stuff you've been wondering about Denver. Would a Denver Olympics be a good thing? Will the cost of housing ever come back down to earth? Is Casa Bonita still Casa Bonita if the food is tasty? Each morning, CityCast Denver brings you the hidden gems and unexpected discussions you actually want to hear. Plus, a dose of local news to get you up to speed. Hosted by lifelong Denverite Bree Davies, every episode of CityCast Denver is the local conversation you won't want to miss. Made by Denverites for Denverites. Find CityCast Denver on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Um.
2: Welcome to Underground of the Showcase, an official podcast of the Underground Music Showcase powered by Youth on Record. I'm Genevieve Glimp, and we are recording all weekend at Mutiny Information Cafe on South Broadway with some artists who are performing at this year's festival. In this episode, we are joined by Ulysses and Alia of Tris Leches and Tris Leches is a dark basement slash art punk band from Seattle, Washington. Their music involves multiple languages and various artistic styles from art punk, psych, pop, cumbia, and experimental. They use music as a resource to resist media, police brutality, a pandemic, and even death, all in the name of finding themselves. So let's listen to the song Nieve. And welcome to UMS and to this podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Of course. How does it feel to be playing UMS?
0: It was very surprising. Like, I didn't know what to expect and actually, like, was way better than I thought. You know, I thought it was going to be fun, but I didn't think it was going to be this fun. (laughs) It was really fun.
1: Both of the sets were really excellent. It's, I really like... Whatever, whatever y'all got going on in Denver here, where everybody's was really out of their, like they they were in their element and and not they were out of their shell, you know they everybody was was down to move around with us even at the 1:55 p.m. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was it was it's been really great. People have been very supportive, and
2: we we really like everybody here at, at in Denver. Great. Well, we appreciate you coming all the way from Seattle, Washington. Yeah. So I want to start off by asking, what is your origin story as a group?
1: We uh, we met at a festival in Seattle called Bumbershoot. It's a festival that I went to all my life. It's, it's where I like, my dad used to take me there. The festival, like, even when we, when we used to go there, the festival used to cost something, like, really cheap. Like, it was, like, 20 bucks or something. And now it's, like, 300 or something <laughs> to go. But it's been—it's just grew and grew and grew, you know, um— Something like a fifty-year-old festival or something mm-hmm. like that, and uh, and so that's where I discovered a lot of where that's where I like got introduced to a lot of bands. And Ulysses went to uh, to see a band called Nortec Collective, and we both met at the. Can can I swear on here or is this? Good? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. We we both met at the Starfucker show, and we were just talking, and we found out we had like mutual interests and bands. Um, yeah,
0: mainly from like Latin America. Like it was really. In the Northwest, there's not a lot of people who know bands from Latin America, so it was nice to, like, connect through that music, you know? Yeah, like, the same. Does uh, That festival, Bombershoot, is, like, one of the only festivals that will bring bands, not only from Latin America, but from all over the world, which is amazing because then, like, everyone, you know, gets to enjoy other types of music. You saw
1: Os Mutantes and, awesome, it, and yeah. Kinky and...
0: Los yeah, Collective, Los yeah. Pelados. Uh, wow,
1: they brought. The, wow, I missed yeah, it. Yeah, they were there. that's cool. Yeah, so they they brought a lot of bands. We connected. We talked about like Porter and Zordoc and all these Latino bands. Um, and then we we ended up hanging out after and going to this place. It was called the EMP, uh, Experimental Music Project. Now it's called MoPOP in Seattle. It's basically a big museum for music and pop culture. You can go and see like the writings from Nirvana and their in their journals there and uh Jimi and, Hendrix too Yeah absolutely yeah and and lots of different guitars from famous people so we went there we there was this room where you can you can test out instruments like in and Ulysses at the time hadn't picked up a instrument really and we went into a room and he he tried the drums out and he was like decent like already you know he had like <laughs> a knack for it and and I was like Playing piano or guitar or something, and and he was like, ah, "This was so fun!" Like he's like, "I'm going to learn the drums now," and I was like, "Yes, yeah, you're kid," just because, just because I say kid, and he's older than me, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, just because most I I've heard that a lot, and a lot of people they don't have the drive to like, they're like, "Oh shit, this actually is really hard <laughs> to learn an instrument. It takes work." Um, but he actually did it fairly uh, like fast, and yeah,
0: uh, my neighbors hate me hated me for. A couple months, probably.
1: But then afterwards, they were like, you know what? You sound you sound better. Yeah, I don't yeah. hate you as much. Yeah,
0: I know. At the beginning, we're like, you know, at the beginning, we're like, should we go tell him to, like, shut the front door? <laughs> <laughs> but
1: eventually, yeah, we he, he learned his instrument, and we, that's kind of like how we started forming the the band is like learning like I was still like kind of a novice guitar player so we kind of learned our instruments together yeah
0: I think one of the things that I remember when we started playing music is that we all wanted to switch instruments and and if we were writing music we wanted it to be like where do you feel more comfortable or you know like sometimes I feel more comfortable on the bass and sometimes I feel more comfortable on the drums and uh, it's not necessarily about like who wants to be the star it's more about what's best for everyone else you know there's songs where i was like no alia will sound way better singing it it was like can you sing it you know and so there's always this like this since we started the band i think that's one of the things that i like the most is we support each other to you know there's some songs that ali is playing the drums too so yeah it's it's
1: you can read about it all in
2: the book of Trace Letches. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like we've been talking, we're one question in. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. And how how old were you guys were you when you met?
0: I was nineteen.
2: No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you
1: yeah. were. And yeah. I was
0: seventeen. Yeah. 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 Oh, I was sad. out of college, I was gonna go, you know, to and I, I was living in Olympia.
1: And no, when, you were twenty. I was 20. You were 20 because the next, the, the, a few months later you had your 21st birthday. Oh
2: yeah, <laughs> that's true. I was 20. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. So you kind of grew up a little bit together.
0: Yeah, yeah. I moved to Seattle and I lived there for 10 years. So we kind of like grew up all my 20s actually. Yeah, yep, playing I in too. the band.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that far behind. <laughs> They're in my twenties too. <laughs>
0: yeah, fun. we
2: experienced a decade together. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was cool. Impressive.
0: Yeah.
2: What do you attribute that longevity to? I think the
0: love of art, honestly. I think the love of music, the love of just wanting to put or you know, like that's one of the things we why we call this new album Fosse. It was because we think that. Everything that we leave behind will have, uh, you know, something in history. I think music, like art and poetry and everything is something important to leave uh, behind, you know. And I think that's why we do it, because we want to leave something behind for, I don't know, if our kids or people that or family that come behind me like, oh, yeah, like my great-great-grandpa was a musician back in 2000, blah, 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 <laughs> you know.
1: I would agree. Yeah, no? it was, it's... Um I would say I would say like definitely like the writing of the music. You know, it's hard to find people that would want to make a band like this. Yeah, it's it's hard. So I think that that has like whatever whatever has changed between us. Like whatever like ups or downs that we've had as people. Like the the constant has been that we really want to do this music together. Um, Definitely like with the. You know, especially with writing, the way that we write is very particular. And I don't think that like this band could be done with like without you or without me. So that's I think that's why we've we've definitely like stayed like it it would be impossible to fall off unless we didn't want to do this band together.
2: But we both really want to. (laughs) (laughs) And thank God you do. (laughs) (laughs) So you call your music dark basement. Could you elaborate oh God, on what it means to be dark basement? Oh, we,
0: man. We, uh, we started playing in a, <laughs> just like in a very dark. Their
2: parents' basement. Yeah,
0: their parents' uh, basement. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it's a different sound. Like, depending on where you are and where you write music, it definitely has an impact on how, the type of music that you make. So, uh, you know, you, you can tell, like, now that we make more colorful music. But back then when we were, like, in this dark basement, like, our minds were kind of in that place too it doesn't mean like it's bad or good it's just the way you know Dark doesn't necessarily mean bad it's just like dark means a different state of mind a different state of 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 feeling music so we call it dark basement but it not doesn't have anything to do of like negativity or or just being dark it's just like what we felt like it was good to name it back then
2: (laughs) and Your song that we just played for your listeners has over 20,000 streams. (laughs) Why do you think that is?
0: I think because at the beginning I was like, I I really want to make a song where like people feel connected. Especially I write music for people, Latino people who are living in the U.S. I think that was my main thing. It was like I've been living here in the United States most of my life. And, you know, I miss my the country and, and I was like how can I make something that for me that w- other people would like to listen to too and be connected to to the roots to 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 who they are you know that's why I sing it in Spanish too because I want people to who live here in the, in the United States to feel a little at home too so I think also people who are not from from Latin America like it because it's a different sound and it's like you know they buy with it so I don't know I think it's that what do you think?
1: Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> no idea, but that was a very good answer. Yeah. Go with, with Ulysses' answer. <laughs> cut! Cut!
2: <laughs> and you talk about, you know, reaching that wider kind of global audience. And on Spotify, you've got listeners everywhere. So how does it feel to know that you're reaching people from like London or Mexico City, for example? That's really cool. I love
1: that. I I think that's what, what I would really like out of life is just to connect with people. The thing I love about music is, one, it gives a great reflection of the self, and you learn a lot about yourself. And two, that you get to learn about other people and connect with other people. I think the fact that we have people in France and in London and Mexico, all over the world listening to us, that's very exciting for me. It's very... It makes me very happy to know that if you think about like, you know, if, or if, if I think about like how people that influence me affect me, you know, everybody from like David Bowie to like Courtney Barnett, when I, when I see, when I see those people or what the feelings that they give me, you know, the uplift, the the things that they teach me listening to their music, the fact that I could, that somebody could get something from our music, whether it's it's something like really deep and profound that they wouldn't have known otherwise. Or if it's just, hey, I like it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Check out this song, bruh. You know, like anything from that whole range, it makes me so happy to know that even if, I, if I'll never know about that connection, like we'll know about some of them because people will tell us along the road, but but it makes me even happier to know that like, there's no way I can know about all of those connections but they're happening. That's so cool.
0: Yeah, and also it tells you, like, that music doesn't have any borders, you know? Like, there might be a lot of times where, you know, like, physically you can't go to these places, but your music can, you know, reach those places. So for me, that's why music, it's very important in my life because it's just, like, you can get to these places. No need of any documents. (laughs)
2: Beautiful. Yeah. And what's your songwriting process like with the two of you? It's all over the place, to be honest. <laughs> Sometimes I'll bring a song
1: to the band and it's pretty much done and Ulysses will be like, oh, it needs this, you know, like like with Strangest of Friends. I, I basically came with that, the chords and the lyrics all done. But then Ulysses like had a really good suggestion for the part in the middle where he was like, it needs something to break it up. And that he he like thought about this whole fast part that could go in the middle and we made that part together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Ulysses will he has an idea of the song in his head but he's still like like he, he doesn't he doesn't like like it's it's kind of like he'll sh- sh- tell me an interpretation of it it's not like he comes right like with it already written and he'll be like hey play something like that da, 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 <laughs> and then i'll do some kind of interpretation of that and it results in something like yeah. new york you know
0: or nieve too like i i listen to a lot of kumil like do something like i don't know like you know like punk and then we kind of start molding like everything together and just different ideas and she's a really good like writer so that's the, like the only person that I can talk to <laughs> like, <laughs> but I'm like do some like la, 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 de, 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 and she's like alright I got it <laughs> it's it works out
2: it's <laughs> great you can read each other's minds maybe <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: not at all but okay <laughs> <laughs> so who are, who are some of your biggest musical influences
0: for this group the Clash, I will say. The Clash are like one of the biggest from Latin America. I think like Café Tacuba for me, it's like one of my biggest influences.
1: Definitely, I, I said it earlier, but Courtney Barnett, I really like her music. Idols is is awesome too. Uh,
0: the Talking Heads, we yeah. definitely like, yeah. we love just how like the Talking Heads jam out on stage and they have like a really good like visual when they're playing. It's just amazing. I think when when I saw them live um, I didn't say the talking it's what I saw uh, David it was just like amazing how can he can do visuals with so little like he's very minimalistic and I really like that like like you don't need I respect uh, what's his name John not John Lennon what's the bassist uh, Paul McCartney I respect him but like so much pyrotechnic so much like boom boom I'm like alright dude but I love David Byrne because he's like so minimalistic and he can make you feel probably more with the minimalism, and I like that's a big influence for me. Just like visuals from from them, it's very cool.
1: Also, Os Mutantes, Los
0: Mutantes yeah.
1: smaller bands like Dios Malos, Art Brute mm-hmm. They have they have a big they had a big impact. Deerhoof not that they're not not like small but like this obviously like
0: like more recent uh, Recent is the
1: word yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. not the legend not the legends is is what i'm trying to say (laughs) they're not legends yet (laughs) yeah i mean they are they will be but they're still like kicking and very relevant (laughs) and i mean david Byrne's relevant too Mm -hmm. obviously but you know what i mean you know (laughs) what i mean they're not from that older same. Generation, Gen- older generation. They're from a different generation than new one. And but yeah, Deerhoof, Dios Malos, Art brute I going to throw out Ben Quiller too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he was a huge influence on me. Yeah. he was he was like going to his concerts was like, like that's what made me want to be a musician. You know, like that yeah. was that was very like that was my my teenage years. Little Olio oh. was like, oh my god, this is. This is the only thing that matters.
0: <laughs> well, if you're throwing that, then I'm throwing Linkin Park in there, too. There you
2: go. <laughs> Do you guys have any non-musical influences?
0: Movies. I think, like, one of our songs, Waltz, was, like, from this movie that we saw called Babel. You know, yeah. like, sometimes we watch movies and those, like, like, oh, shit, the, the, this is what it makes you feel. You know, I feel like, like, music, it's that, like, a uh, mood. So when we watch movies, it makes you feel a type of way, you know, after. So you want to write something that makes you feel that way, you know. So I, I don't know. I think movies and...
1: Absolutely. I really... I, I'm i really not sure how to say her name because I, I don't say it often. But um, I think it's Bon Carter. <gasps> Helena
2: Bonham Carter. Bonham
1: Carter. Bonham Carter. So uh, I love... Her um, aesthetic, I love how she looks in all of her movie, movies. I love that she always plays something a little bit twisted in, in all of her mo- movies. And uh, her expression, I love her expression. And I love how she dresses too, just on a daily basis. Like like very consistent <laughs> from, from like when she was young to like her age now, like she, her, her garments are just so creative and a little bit Tim Burton-esque, you know. <laughs> so those she definitely I, I, I follow her a lot. She's yeah. really cool.
0: Yeah, and painting too, like I think like we wanted to do a band where we can do all types of art forms. So Video games.
1: <laughs> Video <laughs> games. Definitely. No, it really it is. It is a huge influence. The fantasy, the the like sense of like you're on a mission you're on the road you know yeah. like those kinds of those kinds of moments in video games really pushed me to want to go on tour and whenever like like fallout like new vegas you know it's like what my fa- probably my favorite video game and like like it gives you that because it gave you that sense of like you're 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 on a mission and you got to go and explore and and go go to different places in order to complete the mission and that's kind of what tour is too like it's like you're on a mission you got to go to different places to complete the mission and you See all these crazy characters on the way, and, and it's uh it's it's you have all these beautiful unexpected moments that you're you're just totally unaware of, and it's it's
2: it's up to you to save the day.
1: They <laughs> <You laughs> play so a dance? lot of
2: things uh gosh like wordscapes on my phone (laughs) (laughs) that's nice (laughs) but um speaking of you know non-musical influences do you feel like living in Seattle has influenced you because I know that's a place with a lot of rich musical history
0: yeah for me it's uh I love all the music that comes from Seattle Like you, you know the grunge movement and like before that like Jimi Hendrix you know it's uh I I love Modest Mouse too. Like it's one of my biggest, most amazing band in the world. <laughs> but you know, it's just like getting it's not about like being the same. I think it's good that pushes us to do something different because I think that's what they did too. It's like they they were good and they were big because they weren't trying to be anybody else, like they were trying to be themselves. And I think that's what what I like about the music scene in Seattle. And it's uh, everybody's just so different, like um, before us, uh, Rachel Children played. It's a band from Seattle, too. And they're totally different from anybody else. And I, I feel like every band in Seattle is so different. Like, nobody sounds the same. Like, we're all all over the place. And, and I, I really like that about Seattle.
1: I love the nature around Seattle. The people there are cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. The, like, it, I think the people, you know, it's, it's nice to just be able to get a game of pinball with somebody and 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 talk with them find out what they're about and exchange ideas the house shows are fun in yeah. Seattle mm-hmm. Seattle she- Seattle in Seattle yeah she- all of
0: that has like mama. definitely like a positive influence on our music <laughs> in Seattle
1: <laughs> in Seattle she mama
2: <laughs> oh man yeah
1: I mean to be honest like we have I feel like I feel also like we Seattle the cool thing about like Right now is that your scene can be more international. The I guess I guess what one thing I really love about Seattle is that it's combining with the scene in Mexico City a lot right now. Like like between Sabor Fest that's run by Albina Cabrera and Freakout Fest. There's a lot of bands coming to Seattle from Mexico City, uh like Margaritas. Podridas and Películas Geniales and Carry On Kids El Chirota in the past Los Blenders and we've made so many friends from Mexico City and in other parts of Mexico too like Sergeant Papers from Hermosillo right that's just such a that's just such a cool crowd to hang around too and we stay in touch playing video games and stuff online back to the video games and and uh, you yeah, know yeah, playing like World of Warcraft or like uh, or Fortnite <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's good. It's really good. And we get victories, too. It's all about the wins. But yeah, so that's something I love about Seattle is that, the, the, is that it's becoming international in a new way. It's not just about the, what happened in the past. It's a, it's, a, it's a new way of being international and putting it back on the map. I think that's probably what I love the most about it.
2: Cheers to that. Cheers. Do you have any wisdom or advice for young artists or artists who are just starting out in their careers?
0: Oh yeah, just it's hard to say like believing yourself. You know, sometimes when you're like young and like you know you got Don't all of these things like believing. like people <laughs> telling you like shit. They're like ah. Into
1: that and <laughs>
0: <laughs> so really just like. We all need support, you know, like from whoever, like you find that just.
1: And also play house shows. That, that would be my advice is if you're just starting out, I mean, you can. There's no reason why not to go to the bar, but you'll, you, you know, nobody's going to come and see you. Not even your friends. I mean, maybe act- Yeah, your mom and your dad might come and see you. That, that was our, our support. And maybe your friends are like really cool and they will. I'm not going to say yeah. that, but that was our experience is that it was very hard to to start from scratch. At the at at a, a bar or a music venue. Yeah. But the house shows was where we made our best friends, mm-hmm. you know. And it, even like uh, it wasn't a house show, but it was a generator show. At the at anarchist point, it, it sounds so cliche. I don't know. <laughs> but but it, yeah, and, and it's this point. It's this little park by this ri- the Duwamish River in Seattle, and this this um, we were in our practice space that's shared with uh, lots of musicians and our friend Fiona Fiona Moonchild, who's a great musician in her own right. Um, check out her stuff. She oh my god, a kitty cat. Um, she she was like, I really like your music. I'm putting together this show, it's at Anarchist Point, come play, and we played, and it was, there was, like, probably, like, 40 people yeah. there for our set, which pers- to us was, for- like,
0: gold. Yeah, the people from Taco <laughs> Cat were there, like, really That was cool. the big,
1: that was the big thing, is yeah. that they were, even though it was, like, a, a smaller amount of, a quote-unquote smaller amount of people at the time, for us, that was a lot, playing that for little, 40 people. Yeah. Even though it was a smaller amount, the right people were there. Because Taco Cat saw us and then they asked us to... To open
0: for them, you know, like a bigger venue. That's when we started kind of rolling. So, yeah, definitely like playing smaller houses and like just being around people. It's the best.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much. And before we wrap up, could you tell our listeners where we can find you and your music.
1: We're
0: everywhere. We're on YouTube, uh, Spotify, uh, Bandcamp. We're in your house.
1: <laughs> no, we're not. But we'd like to be. So put yourself on the on your on your Apple Music or whatever you got.
0: Yeah, I think we're, yeah, Spoffity. Spoffity, uh, Bandcamp, all of those places. Yeah. Now people, where do you listen music the most? Like YouTube or Spotify?
2: Of those, Spotify. OK, so yeah,
0: Spotify.
1: Yeah. Vinyl. Get a vinyl. Go go on Bandcamp. Buy a vinyl, put
2: it on. Go analog. The resistance. (laughs) Flower power. Great. Thank you guys. Thank you. Both so much for joining us on Underground at the showcase. It's been such a great conversation. So thank you for participating.
0: Thank you for having us.
2: Thank you. Underground at the Showcase is an official podcast of the Underground Music Showcase and a production of Youth on Record. You can learn more about Youth on Record at youthonrecord.org and on social media at Record.
1: You can stream our show anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please like, follow, and subscribe. Our team includes Lauren Francisco, Sean King, and Tierney Worthen. This episode was edited and mixed by Akello Stallings. Our executive producers are July Jones and David Layden. Additional music for this episode was provided by 88.
2: We want to give a big thanks to Mutiny Information Cafe for hosting us. You can learn more about Mutiny at mutinyinfocafe.com.
1: Thank you for tuning into the show.
0: I'm Danny Akery.
2: And I'm Genevieve Glimp, and you are listening to Underground The Showcase.